0: I'm Richard Lloyd-Jones, and this is Thinking With Somebody Else's Head. Ever since Dorothy pulled back the curtain to reveal a perfectly ordinary Wizard of Oz manipulating switches to make him seem more powerful, the image has served to portray a reality. Somewhere in the shadows, if not behind an actual curtain, unseen forces are in control. Perhaps when they're officially unmasked, they'll show themselves to be as feeble and full of bluster as the Wizard from Frank Baum's classic, But while they stay hidden, they exert enormous influence, as the Wizard of Oz did, actually, until Dorothy blew his cover. The Bilderbergers, the Illuminati, the elders of Zion, most of us have no idea what goes on in their closed meetings, or even if some of them actually exist. This ground is ripe for the wildest imaginings of the most paranoid of conspiracy theorists, but it would be foolish to dismiss the central idea out of hand that our world is really controlled by individuals we seldom see. It's a nefarious world of secret influence and elite privilege that survives only on deceit. Peeking behind the curtains of power today on Thinking With Somebody Else's Head. Thinking With Somebody Else's Head is our signature program on the Stop Radio Network, and we explore many of the ideas put forward by a remarkable scientist named Norberto Kepi. He has written deep and marvelous books on subjects ranging from psychosomatic health to physics and metaphysics to theology and economics to psychology and the history of philosophical thought. Among his impressive output is an extraordinary book from the mid-1980s called Liberation of the People, the Pathology of Power. This is actually the Kepi book that first caught my attention as I struggled to understand a modern society that I felt was showing distinct signs of severe psychosis. Of course, I didn't have that language to describe it, but I had the feeling that something was drastically wrong in our society. Kepi's book conducts a psychological analysis of the people in power. It's refreshing stuff, actually, since most literature, analyzing the social condition, panders to one side of the political spectrum or the other, and so only serves to incense those who disagree or enrapture those who agree with the points being put forward. It's the polarizing world of opinions and pundits that forces us to divide into camps or exclude ourselves from the debate. What's really been missing, in my opinion, is an objective and scientific view of the people who pull the strings. Kepi's Liberation of the People pulls that off. You can just go through the chapter titles of this book and see things that will thrill you, like this, Political Power in the Grip of Economic Tyranny. This is where Kepi shows how socioeconomic power actually controls the political process, a trend Michael Moore picked up on in Capitalism, A Love Story, but which Kepi explains with much more insight and wisdom. Kepi's chapter, A Profile of the Powerful, argues convincingly that the established powers have been organized to control the will of the people and severely restrict their actions. The mentality of those who lead the world is aggressiveness, Machiavellian, he says, people who will go to any extreme to make greater profit and accumulate more power. His chapter on the fictitious society looks at the illusory state we live in, where material and consumption become our reason to be. And how we destroy our planet as a result, and so bequeath a massively destroyed society to our children and grandchildren. And yet, you know, in the middle of all this uncompromising vision of the psychological state of the majority of the powerful elite, Kepi brings a pure psychoanalytical truth. Knowledge about this holds a key to rising up from it, that as we shine more light on the problem, we come out from its control, and so can solve it. Knowledge, then, light, is our great friend. And the more light we shine, the more we illuminate the shadowy corners. So the more dirt we'll see, and this makes us healthier. As with the human being, that what we don't see about ourselves is what controls us and causes our illness, so too do the secrets of the powerful create all our social afflictions. These bad intentions, after all, or why they feel the need to conceal themselves in the first place. For if something is good, why try to hide it? We'll explore some of Kepi's ideas from this great book today on our program. And just a reminder, Liberation of the People is available as a free download at liberationofthepeople.org. We're back to peek behind the curtains of power when thinking with somebody else's head returns in just a moment on the Stop Radio Network.
1: with somebody else's head, healing through consciousness, analyzing the 1%, and The Conscious Company. This is the Stop Radio Network. In the United States, there is a hidden government.
0: In 1985. Norberto Kepi published an explosive analysis of the pathology of power.
1: The new world order that they are trying to implant goes totally against ethical principles.
0: 28 years later, Liberation of the People is still the most relevant book available that exposes our inverted socioeconomic structure and who's responsible for
1: it. They are like sharks and you are like fishes in an ocean.
0: The people's reaction to Kepi's book was enthusiastic. The Powerful... Hated it.
1: They were able to do a master cover-up.
0: Norberto Kepi's book was buried, and the warning went out to the media.
1: You are never, ever to mention the work of Norberto Kepi.
0: Now, Norberto Kepi's timely book is available again. For your free download of Norberto Kepi's Liberation of the People, go to liberationofthepeople.org.
1: Learn the truth about energy and matter. Dr. Kepi's revolutionary book, The New Physics, is available in the bookstore at healingthroughconsciousness.com.
0: Humankind's greatest problem is thinking that what we don't see won't hurt us. Norberto Cappi.
1: Disinverting the human being and society. This is the Stop Radio Network.
0: I'm Richard Lloyd Jones, and you're listening to Thinking with Somebody Else's Head on the Stop Radio Network, our 24 7 radio station, available through iTunes radio stations or on our site at stopradio.org. We are looking today at uh, peeling back or looking behind. The Curtains of Power, and a uh, perfect person to do that is with me in the studio today. Claudia Bernhardt Pacheco is a woman of, I, I think, of iron will. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what she would say about that, but I think it's true. A true spiritual warrior who is going to help me make some more sense of Norberto Kempi's extraordinary work in Liberation of the People. But it's important at the outset to say here that Claudia is no slouch herself on this theme of the pathology of power. In fact... I was looking at your um, incredible book, The American Drug Multinational. This is a bomb.
1: Yes, it is.
0: In this book, you say, we have to be careful of the criminals, highly dangerous, who have infiltrated communities and public bodies, such as the government, the legal system, the police, the churches, the schools, mainly in positions of economic and public power. They are much more dangerous than the drugs which they distribute. They are the psychotics and psychopaths described in the book Liberation of the People, the Pathology of Power, Kepi, Pacheco, and others, who act like demons to destroy civilization. What is the purpose for raising this today?
1: In the United States, we understood 20 years ago or more that the drug cartel and the drug business has been kept as something underground in order to achieve the goals that those people in power uh, want to achieve. Because if you make something legal, uh, things will come to the surface. People have to pay taxes for what they sell, and you will know who is selling what, who is producing what, and who is consuming what. And we would have chances to deal openly, consciously about a huge problem. And you cannot consider a problem that has no participation from people in the police, in customs, in the charge, in the head of banks, in everywhere.
0: They show in the film uh, American Gangster, they show actually bringing the, the raw heroine in the caskets of the dead soldiers from the Vietnam War out of Thailand during the 19, early 1970s. It's it's shown right there in the movie. So it's it's pretty clear this is happening. There's a collusion somehow with the powerful.
1: Right? Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. Clear. Only stupid people don't see this. <laughs> yes. And if they would open the, the accounts, really open the accounts of all this money that is laundered in United States banks, not only United States now, in all over the world, Bahamas and... Uh, when they speak in French, la plaque tournante, where people launder the money and all that money goes. So everything is a big casino and the the money that comes from drugs and the trafficking of arms is huge, huge all over the world. So this is a traffic of death. And people are not only killing very young people. They sell drugs in front of schools they they put people under this toxic dependency very early in early early stages, so uh, one of the most important things is that they want as they did in the, in those times where mafia dominated Chicago when the alcohol was forbidden yeah.
0: prohibition so,
1: prohibition so the same thing happens
0: now do you know there are a lot of Canadians who made a lot of money during prohibition they were mm, shipping.
1: So now they're doing the <laughs> out of drugs, which is even more effective.
0: I just wanted to say, Claudia, when we're talking about this, I can always feel, because, you know, I've been here in Brazil nine years now, but when I first came, this idea that there was such an organized level of corruption in the power structures of the first world was, to me, was hard to understand. I, I sort of knew there was something strange, something was not good, something was rotten, but I didn't understand the extent of it. And I remember a conversation you had with a Dutch guy here in Brazil fairly recently where he was saying but there's so much corruption in Brazil there's so much drug trafficking going through Brazil and going through Colombia and we've got to stop the drug trafficking there and you said but wait a minute where's where are the drugs going they're going they're not being used by Colombians they're not even being used much by Brazilians those drugs are are going through those ports and going where are going to Rotterdam <laughs> to, to, <laughs> through the ports of Holland. And so this is important. The, for the first world really needs to wake up to what's going on in this terms, the uh, question of pathology of power. And
1: when you speak about waking up, here comes the the, the the core of the problem. Because in the 60s, you saw like generations of Americans, North Americans, South Americans, Europeans being, waking up, wakening up wakening up to to what they have been living and dying for. And they decided that they were not anymore willing to go to war in Vietnam or anywhere else in the country just to fight for the economic, financial interest of the powerful. So when this started, people got afraid. People in power got really afraid because this wave, energetic wave of consciousness... Was really threatening their pillars, and so people were starting to realize, as Kepi puts in his books, that democracy is something different from capitalism, uh, leaving uh, exploitation and speculation free. This freedom doesn't mean democracy. Democracy is a totally different thing. Is freedom of consciousness. Is freedom of rights. Human rights. Is as Roosevelt said, and where Michael Moore put in his last film,
0: "Capitalism: A Love Story." Yeah, wonderful good,
1: docu- good yeah. documentary, and where we see Dr. Kepi's ideas well described, well, uh, like put it in implemented. A, it's incredible it how he he like he got the spirit, and so there he um, is showing that. Roosevelt, at his time already, he wanted his wish was to put into the, like a new constitution new Bill of rights in, in, in the, the American con- Constitution, where all the basic things human things were human rights should be guaranteed for every citizen. This was powerful. For independently me. from race, creed, uh, age, whatever. And this almost happened. But he died before that.
0: He died a year before. He proposed that and then died a year later. And that proposal never got implemented, you know. And it was even, it was well before uh, Martin Luther King and the civil rights movement was far before they enacted civil rights legislation in the United States with Kennedy and Johnson. Far before that. It
1: wasn't Roosevelt's wife who helped to write... The, uh, like the International Universal Bill of Human Rights in Geneva in the UN., his wife helped to, to write down this bill, and this is universal. This is universal. but it never was never implemented anywhere in the, in the planet. So when people started to like to say, "Oh, come on, we have these this ideals." We had a President that brought this into light. Uh, we now are questioning about our rights, civil rights, and human rights inside this country. So people in power started to research how to control people without necessarily putting them into in inside a prison, arresting them and This was something that they tried to do in the campus in berkeley and 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 New York, Columbia University, the the most advanced centers of civil rights movements, California, New York, uh, and Paris. So they were, like, upset because they should put in prison many, many intellectuals, writers, young people, artists. And the thing was growing all over. In Latin America, they implemented a dictatorship, a military dictatorship at the same time. In
0: every country.
1: In every country. So this was at the same period of history.
0: They took away democracy in Iran, which had a democratic government. The CIA destabilized the democratically elected government in the 50s. And the Shah of Iran was the result. And the Ayatollah Khomeini was the result. And now we have this mess in Iran caused by destabilizing these governments. South America has managed to maintain, but Central America is still very, very uh, destroyed by that,
1: yeah, that it is. CIA
0: activity there. Yes.
1: Yeah. So at the same time, they implemented a plan to imprison human consciousness and minds. So they would uh, do like a brainwashing to direct human beings inside their minds, the way they think. So they would be like imprisoned, innerly imprisoned. So they would not have this difficulty to arrest them, to fight, because fighting physically with thousands of people would uh, require... uh, A revolution is, is always very difficult to hold back. And um, normally results will come from this, those revolutions. But if you control the minds, it's so easy because people don't threaten anymore any governments. And they real they understood at those times with the blue Bur- uh, the blue project, bluebird project in yeah, the fifties, in the fifties with the CIA uh, working with Lilly, uh, pharmaceutical company and other uh, pharmaceutical companies and some psychiatrists that were bought by them. Uh, They realized that if you combine some uh, techniques of brainwashing and influencing minds through electromagnetic devices, uh, through um, subliminal propaganda and teaching, and through marketing, and those uh, many, many instruments and tools they developed to subliminally uh, influence minds... Combined with drugs, this would be the most effective way to uh, yeah. numb the, the consciousness of, of people yeah, if you in look the world. At
0: the 20th century is the rise of public relations, and public relations is directly related to the rise of democracy. They, they were terrified of democracy, the powerful. They wanted a way to control it, so public relations, controlled by the corporations, by the government, Is the way to influence people. And the direct, it's right there in the beginnings of public relations. Edward Bernays, the nephew of Freud, was the founder of public relations. And right there at the beginning, there's an intelligent few that need to control the thinking of the mass population. And And they made it. And they did it. They They, they, did
1: it. So now we don't even, well, we don't know how to, to deal with this situation because people got hooked. They are being slaved by this technique. Yeah, let's
0: include drugs here; it's not just the cocaine[s] and the heroin[s]. Pharmaceutical and the, drugs. Yeah, which is much more the majority of people, right? You look at people in America now. I mean, good heavens, there are two or three prescription drugs each person, you know, and
1: so, e- even children. Even children. are prescribing drugs, so people, if they start uh, taking Prozac or antidepressants, they they will never get rid of those drugs anymore. So they will be hooked in in this, and their brains will not work properly. Uh, Because we need to work with both sides of the brain, and our consciousness must be lucid. We must have this uh, flux of energy, uh, natural flux of energy. And those uh, chemicals, they impede the synapses of the neurons in the brains. So people don't think anymore.
0: So from Dr. Kepi's book, Liberation of the People, he says here... Uh, uh, the second important factor to consider here, um, what well, he's saying, the first factor is that social laws are generally megalomanic and narcissistic, sick laws. And He said the second factor to consider here is the pathological desire to live out one's delusions of grandeur. He's giving a profile of the powerful here. For those who are not familiar with psychopathology, it's expedient to explain that there is no qualitative difference between the person who exhibits serious mental imbalance and the human being who is considered sane. If a person is not careful, he can easily enter the path to illness. It must be pointed out, however, that only those who are sickest choose this path. He's analyzing... The situation we see in the world today, isn't he? Yes,
1: Talking. and he has been doing this for several years, <laughs> yes, and, and even some decades. And but we see slowly, little by little, people wakening up, because we see the influence through the books, through the radio, radios uh, radio programs, programs, the- programs, TV programs, and through many many means that we work. We work very hard to spread the, this knowledge. Uh, the the discoveries of Kepi. And for several decades already we have been doing this. So his influence is like... Um,
0: infiltrating. Infiltrating,
1: it's, right. Yeah. Infiltrating. It's seeping in. And the reason nobody in the major media or the governments still rec- uh, recognized this, it's because he points out, he puts the finger... Exactly on the wound, in the psychological wound of every person in power, at, and even persons in, uh, like, common people. So he puts the finger inside the pathology, the critical pathology of each one of us.
0: The psychotic nucleus, you the called it. The psychotic
1: nucleus of each one of us. So uh, it's not, uh, if you imagine, uh, Richard, that we have to give up. We we in order to be balanced, we must give up any intentions of being really special in something. Because this idea of being special is already a kind of arrogance or sober, as we say in Portuguese. Super. But there is, there is a, a a beautiful study of St Thomas Aquinas, where he says that each. Even Alberto Magno, in the beginning, in the past, another saint and theologian, spoke was, about this. Uh,
0: Ma- Magno was um, El- Albert Magnus,
1: very in, uh, in the fifth century, more or less. Fifth century, and fifth century, and and uh, they and then Thomas Aquinas developed this idea much better, saying that as a being was created by God with his own. Capabilities and um,
0: capacities,
1: capacities, talents, and virtues. One can not be without those qualities, because they are, they are the being. But we can deny them, and transform them, in sins and vices. And he, he says that all vices and sins are a denial, a distortion of some virtue, of a virtuous impulse. So, considering this, we would say that we are really attracted to glory. We love glory. We really want glory. But it's not our glory that what we are supposed to have. We would enjoy much better being glorious in God with God. And because we don't want this out of envy and arrogance, we want to be glorious ourselves and then
0: outside of So
1: my God. I don't want to then, share this glory. What, Who am I? What a ridiculous situation and all these ridicule behaviors to start in going up to people considering themselves as Jesus Christ and reincarnation of saints and kings and and special people So we can only be satisfied and, and joyful Inside the glory of God With God So we can we can take advantage We can share We can resonate with His glory But if we want to be separated And denying Him And having our own glory Then we, we fall in the ridicule
0: Yes, leading us to understand That the true power doesn't come from us, right? Imagine how our world could be organized if we matured to the state where that was understood, how our organizations and companies and politics would be different, answering a higher call than our own selfish desires, where our desire would be to resonate with and even serve that higher power. Isn't there something calming in that thought? That's our program for this time. The program is Thinking With Somebody Else's Head. We're on the Stop Radio Network. I'm Richard Lloyd-Jones. Until next time, thanks for tuning in. See you then.
1: You're listening to The Stop Radio Network, originating from the International Society of Analytical Trilogy in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Our programs are also affiliated with the Stop the Destruction of the World Association, bringing consciousness of the root causes of human problems since 1992.
0: A key inversion in science.
1: Always we are trying to extract energy from a material element.
0: And its negative consequences.
1: We provoke serious imbalances in nature.
0: Corrected now with the Kepi Motors disinversion of physics. And we developed
1: a way to have mechanical power with very little electricity. This will make a big change, not only in energetic efficiency, but also it will bring better energy in homes because it's magnetic energy.
0: The Kepi Motor, new technology for a new world. The most original, contemporaneous writer in the world today, says the National Scientific Research Center in France. A genuine contributor to the intellectual treasury of civilization, says former U.S. Ambassador Joseph Gugassian. For these times of uncertainty and conflict comes a work of extraordinary vision, hope, and moral clarity. Brazilian psychoanalyst and social scientist Norberto Kepi writes with wisdom and authority about the things that really matter. How to heal illness. How inverted science is leading the destruction of nature and what to do about it. Finding spirituality within. Structuring a truly just society. There are more than 3,000 books published worldwide every day None are more important than these. The books of Nerberto Kepi. Trilogical science, leading us to a new world. Hi, my name is Thorne, and I love listening to the Stop Radio Network. It helps me to start off my day in really good mode. The most relevant conversations in the world today are on the Stop Radio Network.